Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Holding Court Podcast. It's the holiday season, and my friend, Alana Grinus, licensed marriage and family therapist, is back. We've got all the advice and tips to help you make it through December and beyond, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Hello there. Hello, how are you? I'm good. We're back. Thank you for having me back. Has it been a year? Oh no, it's not been a year because we did our We did May mental health. So it's been half a year. It's good to check in. Yes, it is. In a half year. It's been a year since our first filming of an episode. No, we did mental health last year. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so this is our third. Uh, it's our fourth. Mental health holiday, mental health holiday. Oh. <laughs> Aren't you glad I'm here to remind you and keep you on track? It's past our bedtimes. We are closing in on 100 episodes. And for you to be a part of four of them, that has to be some sort of a record. Masal Tov, I'm so excited for 100. What are we doing to celebrate? I don't know. I thought about having someone on episode 100 that had something to do with 100. Ooh. Maybe someone that is 100 or someone that's done something 100 times, but I don't really know. I'll have to Google like a centurion. What are they called? <laughs> I love that. Okay. So something big for 100. I don't know. Do your listeners get to participate? In like what, like, who it could be? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they can participate in anything. I love that. I'm always open to feedback. Okay. Uh, since I last saw you, Mm -hmm. we've both had a birthday. We have, we are a year older. We're both Scorpios within a day apart. Literally. Do you, are you like, how are you with birthdays? Do you use that as like a milestone to reset set goals or is it just another day? It's just another day, but I do use it as a point of reflection. So this year birthday was like the worst day of my year, quite literally, (laughs) I was extremely sick, but I used it as a source of like looking back at my last year and being like, oh my goodness, I am so healthy for 364 days of Other the year. than right now. <laughs> exactly. So it was something worth celebrating. Birthday was great. How was yours? It was good. I'm, I don't like getting older. Who does? It makes me really sad. And I also can't believe that I am the age that I am. So it's even harder to process. Uh, but I like my birthday. It's hard to share a birthday with a holiday because mm. I don't want to overshadow Halloween and I never will. So I don't even try. Um, but it was good. But we are in Philly for the World Series for the Roberto Clemente Awards. So it was extra special. Extra. Yeah. But I don't. I kind of use it as reflection as well. But it's I'm more of like a grief. It. Grief your birthday. Grieve your birthday. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Do you cry every year on your birthday? Uh, well, you know that I don't cry right. unless I like can't find a shoe or something, but <laughs> no, so no, I don't, I don't think I cried on my birthday. Um, no, I didn't. Okay. Well, I think that birthdays just like holidays are big deals for some people and not a big deal for others, but there's so much grief that comes with aging and maybe we can turn that around. I don't think so. I'm not going to take aging well at any point in my life. I'm very sad about it. And I actually get jealous of people that are way younger than me. Goodness. Well, you look great for 22 court. So (laughs) thank you. That means a lot. And along with my old age, Mm. I'm coming at you as a morning person. Oh my goodness. What happened? I don't know. It's actually funny because on my vision board Mm. over there in the living room, Mm -hmm. I put on there morning person. Oh, and in the 12th month of the year, Mm -hmm. What does that look? I think I've known you for like 12 years. I've never heard that you wanted to be a morning person. No, I never wanted to. (laughs) I actually am the girl that would stay awake on a school night until like 2 a.m. Truly. Mm -hmm. And naturally wake up later. And I never understood the waking up early. And I feel like I found my stride. I don't know if I would be able to keep this. I know that I won't be able to keep it up during baseball season. season. Yeah. Yes, because I have been going to bed at, wait for it, 8.30. Oh my. And waking up between like 5.30, 6.30. Is the sun out when you wake up? 
Uh, when I get, so I'll wake up naturally around like 5.15 ish. It's not out yet, but by the time I'm getting out of bed, that's the one thing I need to hop out of bed when I wake up. Mm. Um, it's starting to come out and then I'll, we'll like get up and take the dogs for a walk. And I, there's so many people are out and about. There's mm-hmm. like a hustle and bustle in this city. Wow. I'm also a morning person. I'm up at 5.30 almost every single day. But I also don't go to bed early. So, so has it changed your life for the better? It's really wild because I will get so much done. Mm-hmm. Like today I woke up, like did some work, worked out, walked the dogs and went to my PT for my thumb and then looked at the clock and it was like 10 o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, people get so much more out of their day. But I think I was having the same amount of hours in my day before, obviously. But why does it feel like you get so much more done? Because it's lighter out for longer and it gets so dark so early now. That's true. I feel like I shifted at the right time. Yeah. Um, but then I naturally want to go to bed at like 8.30 and it's kind of amazing. That's great. That's great. There's nothing good that happens after 8.30 nowadays. Oh, it's 8.30. 8.30. I remember like, back when it was like 2 a.m. and then it was midnight and now it's nothing good happens after 8.30. <laughs> well, now with shows being, I mean, they've been recorded and on streaming for a long time. Like you don't have to, it used to be like people would stay up late to like watch their shows that were out. And now it's like we can just watch them on demand anytime. and there's really no. On the road. Yeah. But I feel Amazing. good about it. Okay. Well, 23, court's coming for you. <laughs> I feel, I really am. I feel more productive. I I feel good about it. I feel more structured and like I'm getting more accomplished, which I think is helping with, I've had like the worst anxiety of feeling like I have so much to do and not enough time. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm trying to focus on just going step by step with things I need to do. Because I have a tendency to pile everything on and be like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, 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 this. And I think it's kind of helping me like zoom out and think, okay, I just need to like, I can only do this. I can't do five things at once. I can only check off one item at a time. So I think it's helping with my overall structure of my day. So I'm going to celebrate it. Do you think your anxiety rises closer to the holidays? Because last year you were super anxious too at this time. Yes. Because there's so much, I feel like December hits and Mm -hmm. I also don't know how it's December, but I feel like December hits and there's just so much going on Mm -hmm. and there's so much pressure to go to everything and do everything and get everything done. And I think it just, December just starts flying by and it's just, yeah. Yeah. And I'm the person that when I get anxious and I have a lot to do, I shut down, Mm -hmm. which is the worst thing to do. I have a lot of things on my to-do list, but before I became a morning pro, before morning person court was a different person. I don't know that person anymore. Now I'm productive, relaxed, and anxiety-free, but when I have a lot to do, I know that's a lie. (laughs) It's not true at all. When I have a lot to do, I I was just telling you this, I feel like I I need to nap, Mm -hmm. and I have to, like, let's say I have... I'm doing a podcast episode or I have therapy or Mm -hmm. something that I'm not excited about, or it's going to be like emotionally draining or exhausting. I feel this desire to take a nap and just shut down. Yeah. And we talked about how when we feel stressed, sometimes it's the fight, flight or freeze. And you're definitely doing the freeze, but you, I am Mr. Freeze. I love, I love that Courtney said I was doing the snoo. Um, which is to say like you anticipate something really stressful happening and your body's like, I'm going to go into myself so that I can regain energy to fight whatever is about to happen, whether it's filming a podcast or talking to your therapist about something that may be happening. Makes sense to like go into yourself, regain some energy and be able to take on the world. Which is what I plan on doing. I, I cannot explain it. It is the level of tired that I feel when Mm -hmm. something stressful is coming up. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm yawning nonstop and I, it's, there's no focus. There's no drive, nothing. It's it sounds so like wild. Your body's trying to protect you. My body just wants to sleep. But yeah. yeah. If you're sleeping, you can't feel the stress, right? So it's almost like. But it's waiting for me when I wake up. 
Mm. which I think is the hard part. It's but, not like you're taking a nap and then you wake up and your schedule is cleared and you don't have anything stressful. So I almost feel like it kind of makes it worse. I am sure there are some sleep studies that show like after your nap, your cortisol, like your stress hormone goes down so that you're more apt to be able to deal with stressful situations. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's a thing. You think so? There has to be a reason that your body is telling you to sleep so I used to do it in college if I had to study Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I had whatever I had a paper due I would convince myself that I should go to bed Mm -hmm. and wake up at like an ungodly hour of like 4 a.m 3 a.m and finish studying Ooh, and then I would just snooze and snooze and snooze until like 8 a.m and it never really worked but I like that's the same feeling that I used to get it's like I had something obviously like big and stressful coming up and I would have to sleep. Oh boy. I would just tell my, oh, you didn't do that. No, I don't <laughs> think, that, I don't think that would have worked for me, but everything worked out really well though. Like I feel like I had it down. UCLA was kind to you. Or I would do like, why well, memory? I feel like I was big on like, i made flashcards for literally everything, like full like paragraphs and I would memorize them. And so I think I convinced myself that when I, fell asleep I was just soaking up that information well I, I think for any students listening <laughs> sleeping does help with long-term memory and don't do what memory. I did but I don't know if like waking up early and cramming it all in but you know what that's how your brain works and therefore it's beautiful it worked honestly yeah what are we talking about today we are back with yeah. our holiday guide for <laughs> mental health I love that how can you stay sane in 2022 leading into 2023 are you asking me for the answer (laughs) (laughs) no we'll get into it we'll unpack it together we were chatting about last year's episode and I feel like everyone loved it and everyone found at least some part of it useful and there's just so much more that we can talk about yeah we we got some really good feedback totally so this year we were trying to be a little more original I came up with some holiday jingles to hopefully like illustrate our our <laughs> advice for you this year jingles yeah like like I'll write a little song <laughs> yes <laughs> by Ooh, the end maybe I'll have something maybe for you, you. Can, yes I mean it is one of my bucket list items to write a radio jingle so this might be a good oh like, little thing I don't know okay you never know. yeah so coming we'll, to a tiktok near you Okay. Maybe you can like take some snippets from this podcast. And oh my gosh. And make it into a little song. Yeah. hundred percent. I'll do that. Okay. I'll take a nap before I do that, but <laughs> I will totally do it. Let's dive in. Let's do it. So my number one tip. Oh, fight the urge to splurge. I love a rhyme. That's going to be really good in my song. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, so, there's so much with like the tie in of holiday and money. A hundred percent. And it is kind of like a, I mean, I love gift giving Mm -hmm. my love language, Mm -hmm. like buying people stuff. But then I also like, why do I have this like gross feeling sometimes about spending or like getting a lot of stuff? Like sometimes it feels like it weighs me down. Well, I think the question is like, when did the holidays become about gifts? I know. And I feel like Instagram and social media does not help because people like to show off what they got or what they have Mm -hmm. and I think like that adds to it and doesn't help yeah I think that right now the world is going through a really hard time and I think that if anything there are a lot of people experiencing layoffs from their tech jobs and I mean everyone keeps talking about the recession there's no better time to reel in our anxiety by saying let's not splurge on monetary gifts on things that Honestly, we may not even need in a few years. Let's find ways to invest in memorable experiences. And that could be something that is free, right? Like taking a walk around your favorite lake or playing a game with your family, right? Those are memorable activities that cost so little versus splurging on who knows what, right? Like things that we typically get rid of in a few years. Yeah, I like to ask, well, my family and I have started doing... Because obviously we're, I like giving gifts, but mm-hmm. I like to give people stuff that they want and they need. Mm-hmm. So I know it takes a lot of the like surprise and mystery out of it, but we use an app, not a plug, but I'm sure there's a million out there called Giftful and mm-hmm. people can put 
like a link and like a little photo of like what they want. And then I'll go on there and be like, okay, this person needs like a microwave. Like that's useful that's so to smart. me. And then you're not getting them like something that they're like, oh gosh, how am I going to like a shirt that mm-hmm. you're never going to wear that mm-hmm. you have to think of like, oh, this person's coming over. I have to like put it out outfit or make sure I don't like donate this. And it ends up in like a thrift store that that person's going to see it. So like giving, at least if you're doing the gift giving, I feel like make it like useful and intentional or like oh, they go to this restaurant for their anniversary every year. Like, okay, I'll get them a gift card to that yeah. place. At least if you're going to do the gift giving. I feel like it's not just like reckless, like spending of pointless items. Or you like join a white elephant tradition with your friends and you yeah. set a cap. Like this year, we're only going to spend $25 yeah. on a gift. And that is hopefully achievable for everybody in that group. But if not, then you set the bar at a different price income range not income but price point and then that way everyone feels comfortable and nobody feels this need to splurge and go outside of their means like this year the end of this year is not really the time and I feel like I think it's really important to fight that urge that like capitalistic mindset of like buy 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 spend 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 like the holidays at the end of the day like what would you say is what the holidays are about when we step outside of the glitz and the glamour yeah I think just spending time with people you care about Mm -hmm. whoever that is it doesn't have to be family it doesn't have to be friends whoever Mm -hmm. it is and just making memories honestly I mean you mentioned the white elephant so I do have to mention that I just had one Mm -hmm. and um I got iced (laughs) as a white elephant gift and the cap was $20 so it was very reasonable and no one felt um like they had to spend a lot Mm -hmm. but then I got a stocking with a Smirnoff ice in it and oh. had to take a knee and, and chug it down the malt beverage mm. with artificial flavoring combined with the pot of chili I made that was probably the worst I felt Special. in a very long time but it really brought everyone together while I was um but it's something you that. won't you won't forget no I soon. won't neither will my intestinal tract but <laughs> truly it was it was memorable. And honestly, we sat around and just played board games and like full belly laughed for hours and it was the best time. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it? 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I gifted everyone scratchers because that's my thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, budget was low, memories were made and laughs were had and it was the best. We're already talking about our next gathering. I love it. M- memories over monetary contributions i suppose absolutely okay so one the first jingle fight the urge to splurge (laughs) i kind of like i gotta figure out the hook and like the yeah okay it'll come to me though (laughs) so on on that note i feel like while everyone is splurging and i'm just going to speak from my own experience as a therapist in california i feel like i keep getting text messages like hey lana (laughs) I'm going to have to cancel our session. I just, I'm running really low on funds because I'm buying gifts or I am, you know, traveling so much this holiday season. Traveling is the price. I mean, prices of flights are insane. Anything rental cars, insane. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what happened, but in the last few months, everything just skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. And so I get cancellations left and right because people are investing in their families and rightfully so. But this is the time where people so badly need their mental health support network. So whether that's investing in your mental health by going to therapy or in other ways, I think that right now is the key moment to invest in your mental health. And that doesn't have to look one specific way. Hopefully we can talk about many different ways we can invest in our mental health, but Mm -hmm especially around this time, especially when our anxiety is through the roof, how can you, the listener, invest in your mental health? So I'm going to push the question to you. How would you suggest people invest in their mental health around the holidays? I know it's kind of wild to think that someone would be forced to cancel therapy Mm -hmm. in like the way of trying to save money for the holidays, which I'm sure a lot of the topics in therapy leading up to the holidays. I know when I'm in therapy going into December, my therapist is offering up other stories of clients like, oh, yep. they're going through the same thing or they're feeling the same way. They're anxious about this. And then that's almost like 
your lifeline mm-hmm. of getting through it. And that would be the first to go. Like that seems yeah, wild to me. I mean, I get it because there's a lot of pressure to spend mm-hmm. and you think, okay, what can I cut out of this? Like mm-hmm. you can't cut out buying gifts for your family. So right. that goes. Right. So taking yourself, taking care of yourself goes first, which is bananas, right? I know. So what do you do? Just try to therapize yourself? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think you at least, if you have to cut, I mean, I'm like a weekly therapy person. Mm -hmm. And so building my schedule, I mean, it's hard when I'm home to do online therapy. I still do it and find the time and the space for it. Um, But I think at least like you have to get in a session. Yeah. It's like leading up to maybe like your most stressful holiday events to at least have your game plan get your boundaries set and be prepared to go into it yeah and if you're not investing in talking to someone I say like jot down some ideas for coping strategies you may have that are in your toolbox that if you get too frazzled around your family or your friends or something triggers you you can pull out that list and you can see them something I always recommend to my clients because I'm very visual is like create like a note card deck with like a silver ring around it that you can like flip through them. Like before I had exams. Yes, yeah, exactly. But like <sighs> you put a picture of the things that help you self-soothe in the moment. So like coloring in a coloring book, rolling a ball behind your back, putting on a weighted blanket, right? Just things that like you could do around the house that are easily accessible. So when you're feeling super triggered, you can just flip through it and be like, oh, I can try this option. I can try that option. That's an investment in your mental health. It cost you a few dollars and some time to like put together these yeah but at least it helps you like visualize oh these are my options I can go for a walk I can go into the garden and get some mint at my mom's house and smell it right like these are the things that help us like center ourselves when things are are super stressful Uh, do you have mint in your garden I do (laughs) you didn't bring me any I I love is it out of season no I I keep it in like a dish with water so it grows like my scallions oh my God, too. That's, oh wow that's beautiful Did, and you didn't bring me scallions either I'm sorry okay next time. well next time but we were talking about apps maybe that we can sniffing in- your scallions <laughs> grounds me <laughs> but like I walked into your home and your Christmas tree smells beautiful it's, it's a faux scent yes it's pro tip which actually it is kind of calming right yeah yeah it's the they're like scent sickles and they're pine scented and it like everyone that's walked through the door has been like oh my gosh it's christmas in here and it's the holidays in here Mm -hmm. and it's so warm and cozy yeah it smells great but like even taking a scent sickle and sniffing it and like you can sniff my scent (laughs) sickles don't worry (laughs) but just having that calming presence i think is huge and the fake candles too isn't that nice? Oh, it's very nice. It's very soothing. Maybe that's why I'm so relaxed this episode. I hope so. We yeah. put a lot of work into that room right there. So <laughs> just for you. <laughs> but we talked about apps that you can invest in when you're on the road with your folks or if you're visiting family and friends. Do that free trial. Every yes. app has a free trial. And then just set a reminder to cancel before. Yes, but like take that app with you on the road. Invest in your mental health, right? Listen totally. to the Calm app. We were talking about how... Oh my gosh, Justin, and that call map. I'm a Wind and Pines gal. If you have the call map, Wind and Pines is the ticket. And I'm sure he's across the room listening to me right now. But (laughs) this man loves a rainforest. And so much that I will wake up and think, I am in it. Like, I just am like, okay, I'm here. It is raining around me. Fully. I'm in the rainforest. And I wake up and I'm very confused about the weather. And, but bless him I mean he is sleeping away and I don't know I love it I can't I it's if it works for him it's fine I mean I sleep through it just when I wake up it's a little jarring uh I have to say but hey it works for him okay but that's like a great investment this holiday season wind and pines okay so (laughs) so when you're traveling map sound fave I don't but now I'm gonna have to check out wind and pines it's I can't well, because they have things on there that, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're a little wacky. They'll have like the train station in New York yes, yes, and it's yes. people talking and rolling their suitcase and like someone yelling or they'll have like coffee shop. But like if you grew up in New York and that was the but sound. Who, are you sleeping in the middle of Grand Central Station? Because <laughs> it's like background noise. I want to. I mean, there are so many options of background yeah. noise on there. There's actually just white noise. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah, but 
the ones that are like birds attacking prey. It's like, who is sleeping to this? <laughs> I want to know. Have you seen the TikTok of the person that says that they're the one that records sounds no. for things? Oh my goodness. I'll have to share it. It's really funny. It's you like please. a fake person like running around with a mic, like holding it up <laughs> to like random the things. pigeons. Yes. And it says like, I work for the Calm app and I'm the one that like records the sounds and they'll be like rushing, like running through like sand or like crunching through snow and boots. <laughs> like it's actually hilarious. I love that. I'll have to share it, but back on track. Yeah. Okay. So Calm, we, app. Calm app. We said- Check in with your therapist, create boundaries, create a list of things that are self-soothing. What else would be a great way of investing in your mental health? It doesn't even have to be monetary. I think for me, it's sticking with like just a routine mm -hmm. so I can stay on track and I don't feel like, th I mean, things are going to get out of control. And I think sticking to that plan and that routine, like for me, if I don't get some form of like exercise or moving my body every mm -hmm. day. I feel like just kind of out of whack. So for me, it's just sticking to that in a time when things can get kind of chaotic as at least if I check off the few things that I know I need to do, I feel like I'm going into the day a little more prepared. Okay. And now that you're a morning person. I mean, let me tell you the things that I get done before <laughs> 9 a.m. now, you would not even believe. But I think that... <laughs> exercise and a routine is so crucial around the holidays. And I talk about this all the time with my clients, which is what do you do on a daily basis and how do you take that into stressful situations? So if you're a person who wakes up every morning I am. and likes to work out, <laughs> then, then download your Peloton workouts so that you can do them wherever you are, no matter what kind of Wi-Fi you're at, or, you know, download the meditations that you want so that they're easily accessible to you and you can do them anywhere and just stick to that routine so that even though you're in a different environment than the one that you know and love, then you can do things that make you feel safe. And yeah. breaking, think, breaking that routine and structure is harmful for some of us. And I am like a firm believer of you can get something done pretty much anywhere, like mm -hmm. your workouts, whatever. There's so many apps, YouTube videos. I mean, in the bubble, I was fully doing bar with a toilet paper roll between my legs as the bar or as the ball, like for squeezing and doing the tuck and everything. Like you can make it work anywhere. So I think as long as you just have a space and a phone or a hundred percent, we yeah. got so crafty during COVID. Oh, a hundred percent. Like we should, we can make the best out of yes. any situation. Yes, so. absolutely. Then we, we went into our next jingle. Am I already supposed to have a jingle prepared for this one? No. Okay. Do you want to create boundaries for self-care? Okay. What does that look like? That looks like so many different things. Our next jingle is the following one. So stay tuned. But <laughs> um, we were We were talking about so many things around this and how important it is to stick to your routine and your regimen. But I mean, I think that that totally talks or speaks to our previous one, which is investing your mental health, no matter where you are creating boundaries. I think that it is a form of self-care, radical self-care. And sometimes some people feel like that is pulling away from them or creating distance between you and them. But really that's, that's one of the main ways that we take care of ourselves, mm -hmm. setting boundaries, making sure other people know how to treat us by setting that example and saying like, I'm not okay with that or that's where I draw the line, or if we continue talking about this, I'm going to get up. Yeah. People think that boundaries are, are unkind or are rude. hundred percent. And I think that they are necessary for relationships to function properly. Yep. And I think it's so hard. And I think it's like, I'm sure there's a million like recovering people pleasers listening mm -hmm. to the podcast mm -hmm. and I'm one of them where I am always apologizing for things that I shouldn't apologize for or trying to do things that I don't necessarily want to do because I think that I should and it's it's such a struggle for me so I feel like this one is huge and I think it's just letting go of that mindset that you are not just doing it because you want to hurt the other person it's like protecting both of you and mm -hmm. making everything run properly yeah and that when we get put into the boxes that we grew up in, sometimes that triggers us. And so we need to put boundaries to make sure we're not continuously put into those boxes. I don't know if that was like a high level thought, but. No, I think that's fair. I think like I'm always doing things for 
other people. And I think that that like, if you found out that I was doing something that I didn't want to do, or I didn't enjoy because I was trying to like make you happy. I don't think you would want that for mm-hmm. me. You would be like, wait, why didn't you just tell me that that's not something mm-hmm. you you're able to do? Or if I was like, oh my gosh, I ended up missing this because I wanted to make this work. Like yep. you'd be like, wait, why didn't you? So I think it's like, there's this misconception that like, I don't know that it's a bad thing or it's, I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's, it's like my biggest struggle. I have to say, I actually. say this all the time, but saying no sets people free. And it's so beautiful. I, I can elaborate on that, which is like, oh, I love that. if you said, I'm write that down for the jingle s- saying no sets people free. If you said like, Hey Lana, like let's film this podcast. And I was like, court, like I'll let you know, blah, blah, blah. And then three days you'd be like, just checking in and I'd be like, you know, still like still checking my calendar. You would be like anxious about my response, about planning for this time, about making this episode. But if I had just said, hey, Court, like it's not going to work. No, sorry. Then you could have found somebody else, whatever. There's no need to let somebody sit in that anxiety. So letting other people know with the word no sets them free. It gives them options. It opens their opportunities. It alleviates them of anxiety. So I really do believe that no sometimes is one of the strongest, best boundaries we can provide others. Would you say I'm sorry? If it inconvenienced you or if like out the gate, if I was like, hey, can you do a podcast Monday at 8 p.m.? Would you say I can't make that time work? I'm constantly like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like want to try to make like knowing a lot of times I do it and it's really bad. I'm trying to break the habit. Like knowing full well that I can't do it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let me try to make it work. And I need to just be mm-hmm. upfront. But I feel like I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Tried to make this work. Like there's this need to like put a bunch of fluff around it because no, like sounds so harsh when right. you say, no, I can't make it. Yeah. Especially I mean, in the world of texting. I feel yes. like a lot of people would read it and be like, oh my gosh. Wow. Right. That sounds okay. so cold. Like what a, okay. Well, I guess I won't ask her again <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm so sorry. I would say like, hey, like this time doesn't work for me. Like let's find a different time. Yeah. But I, I don't think you have to apologize for holding firm on a boundary, right? Like you are super pressed for time right now. I am super pressed for time yeah. right now. Our friends are super pressed for time. So saying no, like I can't make it to your holiday party or no, I can't, I don't know play with your kids this week like it's okay yeah and I think the people who can respect your boundaries are going to be there for you after the holidays have passed right yeah it's nice to have friends that are starting to get on the same page with boundaries too I feel like it's such a like hot topic and Mm -hmm. I was actually telling you that I just got Mm -hmm. the book of boundaries by Melissa Urban who was on the podcast last year last January talking about her whole 30 And she actually has scripts in the book and Mm. I can't wait to read it of like, okay, you're in this exact scenario. Like, here's how you word it. Here's what to say if they come back with it. It's actually, I feel like it's going to be a good like plug and play, but, oh, um, having like my friend group now that understands, like, Mm -hmm. let's say I say, Hey, can you go to dinner this day? Like now having friends that will be like, no, I can't make that work and not feeling like, oh gosh, like just knowing that we're all trying to. Mm-hmm. vocalize and set boundaries and not hurt one another's feelings is I have to say freeing I mean I love it we'll set you free <laughs> setting boundaries will set you free 100% I love that so hopefully everyone will engage in a little more boundary setting this holiday season and really see it as like the greatest gift we can give ourselves the greatest form of self-care creating boundaries and sticking to them and friends canceling plans is actually the greatest gift <laughs> allows us to stay in our pajamas I mean sometimes it's the best and then you just almost wait for the other person to cancel and you're like oh dang I was really looking forward to that Mm -hmm. it's a good feeling sometimes yeah but I have I have my thoughts which is like maybe you should just not schedule those (laughs) I mean I like keeping plans but if someone cancels then I'm not gonna be it's a win yeah I'm not gonna be mad at it okay I'm not going to break our plans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're creating boundaries. What's our next one? I our, feel like you're really excited about this. Next I'm one. really excited, but I can't sing it. You have to sing I'm it. I'm not going to sing it, but you have here FOMO, no mo. Oh my. This kind of ties in the same thing. You mm-hmm. just saying that like, you don't 
have to go to everything in the holidays. There's so many things that come up and it's fine if you can't make it. And I think that there's that same guilt of you have to go to everything, especially I feel like everyone has holiday parties now, like Mm -hmm. companies, friends. I don't know. I feel like everything kind of hits all at once. And I don't know, saying that you can't make it is not the worst thing. Amen. I I won't make the plans if I can't. I won't commit. Yeah. But you're you're not missing out on anything, right? Like FOMO no mo. Like I was so excited about this because I feel like we all are experiencing this huge amount of FOMO right now. And maybe that's just me. But I have no FOMO for anything. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I am because I feel like the world is back open. People are traveling. People are posting all their photos on social media. They're talking about all these new experiences. And so many of us have been like cooped up doing very little. And now there's like all these holiday parties, there's this and that, and everyone wants to get together. And quite frankly, like I don't have the social energy that I used to have pre-COVID. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to socialize on end or go from one party to another. Like I need to go home and recuperate before round two. And so I don't know. I, I think that this is my favorite tip to staying sane, which is like, you do not have to go to everything. Yeah, that is a boundary. Yes. But also like, is the fear of missing out worth sacrificing your mental health? Not at all. And also things tend to fall on the same day Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Everything will be on like the same Saturday and you just feel like pulled in a million different directions and like the deciding of what you're going to attend. And then also people seeing like if you don't go to someone's party and you go to your company party, Mm -hmm. then your friends seeing that you were at a different, I don't know. Then there's that whole like feeling bad that you didn't go to something and that whole deal that you have to think about or not think about and set yourself free and just. And say no. And say no. And just be okay with what you choose. Right. 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 And being really happy with the choices or just you post made. later. So they think it was on a different night. <laughs> or don't tip. post at all and just enjoy the moment. Yeah, totally. I'd never post things. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. FOMO, no mo. I'm going to stick to that one this year. I love that. You're going to be so free. I'm going to say a lot of no, and I'm going to say FOMO, no mo. (laughs) Don't say too much no. (laughs) Have a little fun. Um, I love this next one. It's very, like, I don't know. So. Hallmarky. I think, I think this, the saying is that no one has the perfect family. Maybe that's the reminder of the holiday season. Yeah. Right? No one has the perfect family. And it's okay to grieve if you have the idea of what your holiday should look like with your perfect family. But that is a give a gift that Hallmark gave to us. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think it's easy to get caught up in images and what we think things should look like and... I think social media doesn't help that because Mm -hmm. that's a highlight reel, obviously, Mm -hmm. Um, with the exception of a few people that post realistic things. But I think, yeah, seeing in movies what something should look like and if you don't have that exact thing, um, being sad about it. Like, I mean, back when I was like in college, like I couldn't afford to fly home for Christmas. So like my Christmas was whoever was in town and Mm -hmm. we would get together and just have like a friends gathering and everyone bring like a potluck thing. And that was Christmas at that time. And it kind of sucked, but then it was also like a good feeling of everyone all getting together and just wanting to celebrate the holidays. Hmm. Yeah. Holidays looks different for everyone. People are going through different life stages. People are losing people. People are newly single, divorced, they may have love, lost a loved one. Like holidays are really hard for people because of family. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to say that like no one has the perfect family. And behind the scenes, especially from where I'm sitting, I see a lot of that dysfunction. And let me normalize this for you. <laughs> no one has the perfect family. So are you sure? I've seen some like pretty close to perfect Yeah, I'm families. pretty sure. I think the holidays trigger people you're in a room with people who most of the time you haven't seen all together in one space more than like three times that year uh they're asking triggering questions when you're having a baby like oh wow you look like you've put on some weight right and 
Like, is that the baby? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had two slices of pizza. <laughs> so it's just like, it's bound to happen. And so people fight and, and then it's like the preparation for going home to see those families. Like mm-hmm. there's so much behind the scenes that happens. And so I can really say this with true confidence. <laughs> there is no perfect family and stop pressuring yourself to like fit the mold of the perfect family. Like not everyone has two parents. Not everyone has a robust, a robust sibling group. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about honoring the friendships we do have and maybe the friendships who have become our family. And I love that your college tradition was a like potluck Christmas <laughs> thing. Yeah. But like it hurts and we make the best out of it. And I said this so many times and maybe even in our last episode holidays are like one to three days of the year it feels like so much longer yeah there's so much build up going into it and so much pressure on it and it's about creating our community outside of that holiday and and really investing in it so that on whatever day you celebrate your holiday it doesn't become this huge letdown or huge stressor i feel like the idea of holidays and everything leading up to it is so fun and exciting and Mm -hmm. then when you actually think about like the holiday itself there can be so much stress in that Mm -hmm. like why does it seem so glamorous like leading up to everyone's like oh my gosh holiday season is here and like pop on the lifetime movies and decorate and it's all fun and games and it's like oh gosh it just hits you quick december one happens and then we all flip yeah yeah i think a lot of like glamorizing it yeah but i think i mean i don't want to like make it sound like the holidays are awful no no but they can come with a lot and i think that like putting it in a space where everything has to be perfect which i'm guilty of the same thing of wanting everything to be how i think it should look or how i want it to look letting that kind of deviate from that like things can go wrong or like Mm -hmm. family members could not show up to christmas dinner Mm -hmm. or something could happen Mm -hmm. and that being okay and you may not get the gift you wanted and Santa may well, not bring you put it on that gift full. <laughs> you're going to get it. <laughs> but I, I think you just said something and it sparked it in my mind, which is like, you know, the Instagram thing that like people are doing, like romanticizing my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like people romanticize the holidays. Yeah. And so now maybe we're just being a little realistic about what the holidays do feel like to us. And I think that this is really refreshing. Like, Everyone else is like, oh, I love the holidays and pumpkin spice. But let's talk about the anxiety that comes with it. Well, even like, I mean, I'm sure I'm guilty of it. You, no one shows the like behind the scenes of the holidays. They just Mm -hmm. show the like perfectly made table. Like no one, I don't know. I feel like that's Instagram in general. That's like what we showcase is, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm taking a picture of this. Oh, get that. Get your phone out of the picture. Oh, get your, (laughs) this out of the phone. Okay, let me move this. It's like Mm -hmm. nothing is real or authentic most of the time. And it's. Like showing, I don't know, just like accepting the behind the scenes of the holidays. Yeah. The best snapshot. 100%. I'm going to show my messy ass kitchen on the holidays. I won't do that. (laughs) It won't be aesthetically pleasing. Not at all. But at least least the listener knows that there's a lot of anxiety that's leading up to it. And you are preparing as best as possible to make the holidays enjoyable. Totally. So holidays hurt. And it definitely brings up triggers, but it's about setting those boundaries and engaging in self-care. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Hello. I just dropped my mic. (laughs) See, things are going wrong behind the scenes. I'm just going to not even cut that out. I want people to know that sometimes your mic tips over. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We already had so many issues with this mic before. No, we... It was the headphones. It was the headphones. Relax um another thing for me is Mm -hmm. going back home and thinking that I have to make time to see everyone back Mm -hmm. home and I know last year like everyone was going through it with COVID and getting sick Mm -hmm. and so it seemed like we were home for so long but it seemed like the amount of time that we had to see people was so oh we have this we have this we have this and I felt the pressure to fit in seeing everyone when everyone was hitting me with their schedule where they had barely any time to see me but I was the one kind of trying to like bounce around and make it all happen and so I think 
I don't know. Like I wouldn't be mad if someone just said, oh, I can't make it work this year to see you. Like I'd love to see you the next time you're home. But I feel like for me, there was so much pressure to like check all those boxes. I feel like it's also really important that we do Zoom meetings or like, you know, it's it's okay that we don't always get face-to-face time with people. Or FaceTime. FaceTime, that's kind of the word I was going for, which is more so like yeah. you can catch up in other ways. Yeah. And sometimes, I, I mean, there's just so many people for you to see. How do you fit it all in in a small trip where you still want to spend time with your family and your spouse? It's almost and better to just like try to do like a game night or like and have everyone dinner together. and then be like, it's going to be this night. And if you can make it, you can make it. If not, like this is my... That's a great way to try to see everyone. Yeah. Have a gathering where everyone can come together and you can just check it off the list. Yeah. I don't know. I have a friend that will like plan everything the time that they're home. And it's just, I don't know why just that's hard for me because I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. Like, I don't know if that would be helpful if I like lay out the time that I'd be home and be like, okay, I'm going to try to see this person this day and this day and this day. And then what, send Calendly invites to everyone? Like, Yeah, it's just like, it seems, I don't know, more like a, I don't know. I guess that's conflicting because Mm -hmm. a lot of alleviating stress is planning ahead, but. A hundred percent. But it's just hard to know what like I'm going to be capable of energy wise and like schedule wise and things come up. Like people get sick and things happen and like, I don't know. I think the question we can continue to ask ourselves in reflection is like, will seeing this person make me happy or will it add to my stress? Or am I checking a box? Correct. (laughs) And I feel like we definitely talked about that, like, which is, we don't have to put pressure on ourselves to see people or to, to engage in activities that don't intrinsically add to our happiness. Yeah. And holidays are already stressful enough. Let's do things that make us feel good. Yeah. I think in terms of the planning though, I will say planning ahead in terms of travel Mm -hmm. and like your packing list. I know we always do our RV trip and like Mm -hmm. when we, the first year that we did it, I mean, we pulled up the RV and we were just putting stuff in it because we had the space and it was like, we had like things that we did not need in there and it was so excessive. And I think if we would have sat down and made a list of like what we actually need on Mm -hmm. the trip, that would be so much better. And I will say even on my last trip, like making a list of like what I was going to try to wear, like to each thing that we had and Mm -hmm. like doing the whole, like labeling the packing cubes, which seems excessive, but was actually pure genius on my part. I have to Mm -hmm. say (laughs) labeling them per outfit for like specific event. Like let's say when I'm home, like last year I had a wedding, like setting Mm -hmm. that aside, setting that to make sure I have everything in advance. And then even making lists when we had our white elephant night, like our, going to the store with the list in hand with Mm -hmm. everything or we would have had to go back 10 times and it was like the most specific thing and that's something that you just don't want when it's I mean I don't know California is more open on Christmas but Indiana everything is absolutely closed except for one Walgreens so so if you need something cooking wise you have to plan ahead and I think just trying to eliminate things like that that are just little stressors that can easily be avoided yeah and also like the trader joe's parking lot right now is a nightmare yeah it's a disaster so might as well bring your list do it once know that that stressful (laughs) that stressful event is done but i think that's great like make your lists plan ahead plan ahead for traveling home plan ahead for um, the people you're gonna see the self-care you're gonna engage in what boundaries you need what self-soothing strategies you have in your in your pocket. I think that's all really, really important. Absolutely. And I think the final thing that I would leave everyone with and something that brings me joy around mm-hmm. the holidays is investing in your community, whatever that looks like in terms of charity or good deeds. I will say one of the best things we did last year was my sister and Justin and I um, got a list of names from a nursing home Mm. and went shopping and we found out from someone that worked there that a lot of the ladies in the nursing home do not get any gifts Mm. they don't get any visitors during the holidays and if people even bring like a bottle of nail polish or like a hairbrush or something that you could honestly get at a dollar store and they have something to unwrap on or like a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. Like they will have this tree in the nursing home, like a gift tree. I'm sure you've seen them in Mm -hmm. like different Mm -hmm. places and ladies will literally put on there like 
a Hershey's chocolate bar is like what they want for Christmas. And I mean, that's so simple to, even if like, obviously you don't have to go and buy, like we did pajamas and I think we did socks for some of the gals too. They just wanted like fuzzy socks. Mm. But even if you just drop off like a couple items and wrap them and just, we wrote like little encouraging cards Mm -hmm. of like happy holidays, like thinking of you and um, just so they feel that love. I think that's such like a simple thing that you can do or obviously find ways to serve in your community, like a food bank, food pantry. Yes. Giving out meals. food yeah. on your holiday of choice. Or it's like a good time to clean out your closet and find things that you can donate. That's such a great idea. We love to go through and just like pull out things at the end of the year. Like, oh, I haven't worn this in a mm-hmm. while. Like someone else will obviously love this way more than me. And like choose sweaters I love I love that invest in your community yeah and and that that goes year-round right beyond the holidays but find an organization that makes you feel so good inside and give them your time which is your most valuable resource and I think that that that's so beautiful my partner gave out turkeys for Thanksgiving to individuals without homes but that. that made Thanksgiving so much more special totally and it it was just like a way to see other people feel, I guess, like, what's the word? But, like, the magic around the holidays. Totally. Like they, they could feel that, mm-hmm. that somebody else was caring about them. And yeah. I think that that's the spirit, which is, how do we give back? Yeah, that should be the focus, honestly. Yeah. And, like, that bottling up that feeling. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, hopefully, these will help you all stay sane. Yeah. Do you think we covered it? I think so. We would love your feedback if any of these worked for you. And what you're going to engage in this holiday season that will help you. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. And thank you everyone for listening. That's going to do it for today's episode. And a friendly reminder as always to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, you can rate and review. I love to read them and appreciate your feedback, good and bad. All right. Well, that is going to do it. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye.